and welcome to Nights at the Hobby Table. I'm your host, Blake. Joined, as usual, by our wonderful Obi. Hello. Hi. And Mr. Bowen. Why don't I get a fancy title? Uh, look, I've done that for the last few weeks. I just didn't have anything there, right? Come with some slack. Also, next question. When's the episode when I will go before Oberon in the uh, list of who's on the podcast? Well, it goes in order of importancy. You know, Blake number one, then me, then you. But what 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 determines that hierarchy? Why is Blake the most important? I mean, you want to wrestle over? I mean, we can. anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> how the fuck are you, boys? What's going on? <sighs> Not too bad myself, man. Been doing. Pretty okay, besides lack of sleep, but that's uh, I think for I think now, that's I think. a standard for us, uh, and that's the hobby table, isn't it? I don't think any yeah. of us actually sleep. Yeah. How do you think we make the time zones work, guys? We don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Bo? How's the uh, corporate show life working? You know, I'm going to answer your question with another question. How are you? Me? Um... On the edge of sanity, but, you know, it was a big week at work. Did Vars tell you the definition of sanity? Uh, maybe. But I'm just glad to be hanging out with my buddies talking about some wonderful hobbies today. It's, it's a good time. What what are we talking about today? Oh, well, that's a good question. Um, I was thinking today that we would do a little Zoom Rooney like we have been on some Warhammer factions on some Chaos Knights. Yeah, nice, 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 nice. Nice, 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 nice. Big stompy bloopy bloops, you know? The good shit. Um, so yeah, so I uh, thought we'd do that. Yeah. And I, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Bo, what, what have you been up to, man? I have been in the works of starting my own business. Are, are you selling, like, used underwear to people on Craigslist or something? Like, You wish, but no. <laughs> I'm currently in the development stage of creating my own graphic design business. Uh-huh. Um, I've been putting a portfolio together, and uh, I will be hireable soon. That's cool. What are you calling it? Like Big Chungus Industries or something? Well, I haven't I haven't come up with a name yet, but I gotta I gotta come up with some creative. Well, you hear that, guys. Once Bowen has a proper name, you'll actually be able to hire him as a graphic designer. So, cool stuff. Wow, what else have you got to, man? Um, mm. I have been um, sketching some preliminary ideas for some new designs for the Pastime Paladin, which is pretty pretty fucking sick, if you ask me. Yeah. We've all actually been throwing a few ideas in. I dropped that um, silly little mecha the other day. No, don't say that. Don't spoil it. Oh. Well, they know, Jeez. they know, but, you know, but Bowen's gonna, Bowen's gonna take his magic pen and make things look better, because he is a, a better drawing guy than I, according to I have a magic pen. I have a magic pen, literally, literally. <laughs> no, it's blue. What about you, Obi? What have you been up to, mate? Um, I've, um, finished up my Forge World Lancer, you know, the big, the big knight dude. Oh, that's different to the Mitsubishi, Mitsubishi Lancer? Yeah, very different, sadly. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, I've been uh, 
put in le in LEDs in that one and uh, you know paint it up to the marble color scheme that I have and then I've been experimenting with a lot of new products on this one and it was very scary and it was also uh, innervating because it fucked up at some point too so can I just say though I think that personally looking at all your models I think that your new light night lancer is my favorite of your night like yeah. he's just so distinct um and like that uh the freehand has the stripes you did on this lancer thing mm -hmm. they're fucking awesome man yeah, thank like you. you really went above and beyond. You killed it. Nice. Oh yeah, God, he killed I'm... it. Why? <laughs> I've, oh, I've used some streaking too. grime for the first time, and that was very interesting because it's that's not acrylic paints; it's enamel paints. Yeah, they're yeah. a little bit similar to oil-based paints. Um, and then I've also experimented with a new rust-type paint called Dirty Down. Okay, how's it, that going? It, yeah, it it's very unique, but you need to you need to work with it a little bit to figure out how it reacts because it's water soluble. So if you take it straight from the pot, it will be really dark. But if you mix in a tiny speck of water in it, it will turn like lighter. Okay. Lighter rust. Yeah, it's really weird paint to to figure out. But um, have you thought about getting uh, pigment? Like, just the rust pigments, where you can sort of, like, dry brush them Pig on, it gives it that dusty look, and then you, like, clear coat them. Have you seen those? I have seen it, but I haven't tried it. Like, yeah. I, I what I usually do for my other nights is uh, is thin down the scrag brown, and yep. then just go intensely with that one, and increase it more, or, or thin it out more. Dude. Yeah, I think if you add a little bit of orange with the skag brown as well, it gives that really iron oxide color. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can make that work too. But yeah, I've actually been looking at getting the fluoro... Uh, you can get fluoro pigments. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to use that on some of my alien plants to make it look like they've sort of got, like, glowing Holy. spores around almost. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. Cool. So. Yeah. Nice. That's nice. Yeah, I've done a few other small things here and there. Started some other projects and uh, base code at like 21 Terminators as well. So. Oh, so you did pick the Terminators in the end? I'll yeah. start working on this? Yeah, cool. But I painted them and now I'm just leaving them to be a little bit, so I'm starting on some super secret project in the meantime. Have you tried... Um... Putting wash through an airbrush? Like, does it sort of just saturate it like you want it to? Uh, a wash, I haven't, but it, it becomes more of a filter than a, uh, what a wash would do. You know, a wash okay. will seep into the cracks a little bit more. And if you shoot it through the airbrush, it will be more of a, a filter effect. Okay, yeah, because I sort of wanted to, like, uh, batch paint my Stormcast soon. I was like, maybe I could just hit them all with the wash and... You know, sort of go from there, but yeah. yeah, I don't want that. I want that contrast. Yeah. yeah. Well, contrast paints kind of work a little bit that way. I've been using that through the airbrush uh, to create okay. shadows and highlights. So yeah, that's been going really. So that's well, working actually. well for you. Yeah, quite well. Fuck yeah. Honestly, man, I can't wait to have a bit of a break from work and actually get back to hobbying. Like yeah. I've wanted to paint Warhammer. I just haven't had the damn time. Yeah, I know it's good that you boat. want to again. <laughs> yeah, 
Like, so what have you been up to in, in the hobby then? Oh, man, honestly, uh, I put the pets first, and I've been working on a bunch of my fish tank stuff still, as you guys know. Um, I finished up my shrimp tank, uh, which is my one with the bonsai tree in it. Uh, mm. My java moss is growing like crazy. I have, I think, three times the amount of java moss that I started with. Like, mm. it's just growing like crazy, which is cool, because it means I can transfer it to other tanks and use it sort of everywhere. Um, yeah, a couple of my shrimp have died, which is not good, but I think it's just some of them just weren't great to begin with. I've got, like, four yeah. still alive out of the six or so I got somewhere. No. Um, but I'm thinking I might add some neon tetras in with them too, just so I have some swimming fish in there as well, not just shrimp. Because they mm. get along fine as far as I understand, they're no threat to each other, and yeah. Um, I also finally finished the Oscar tank, the six-footer. Oh. That's all set up. The backgrounds are in. Like it's all, it's all looking really good. The water's starting to get sort of like a slight tea color from it, like from the mm-hmm. wood seeping in, which isn't ideal if it's super dark. But a little bit looks nice because it just looks like they're hanging out in the Amazon. So yeah. it's really good. And they haven't eaten their plants yet. They they haven't even nipped at them. They're fighting each other a bit, but not the plants. So I'm happy. Um, That's good news. So yeah, just been doing that. Um. Working on the social media side of this stuff, obviously, you know, been showing everyone what I've been up to. Mm. And yeah. Yeah. Been insulting That's me a... on social media, thanks for that. What? When? When did I do that? When you posted my manga collection. And you're like, <laughs> oh, you when I asked how you like to weeb? I took that, I read it's that just... in a very insulting way. I thought you meant it as in, like, how the fuck do y'all weeb? Like, that shit's weird. I was like, come no, on. No, 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 it was, uh, it was, uh, me trying to engage the audience. Like, how do y'all weeb? Like, you know, what's your manner of weebing? Uh huh. Oh. Is it the closet oh. full of Warhammer or is it the closet full of, you know, manga books? Yeah, it's that, yeah, we're, we're all nerds here, buddy. It's okay, it's a safe place. Okay. Full of nerds. No insult was meant, good sir. Alright. Good. I hope so. Oh, or and else. I also went and saw the new Jurassic World movie. Or else. Ooh. So that was rad. It's not a hobby, but, um, yeah, I went there. I rocked up Jurassic Park shirt, Jurassic Park dad hat, um, Jurassic <laughs> Park shoes, just standing there like, like a big kid. And then, uh, my friend I went with, she bought me the dino cup, and I was very happy. Happy last Yeah. Time. I was about <laughs> to say, so you went to the cinema as a literal child. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, how was the movie then? If I might quickly um, intervene. I'm not going to give away plot points. Um, yeah, because I don't want to spoil anything, but I will say that it's far better than the critics are giving it credit for. But yeah. I did expect a little bit more for the finale of Jurassic World. Oh, right. um, like, as in, there's some cool shit in it, but I actually like the last two Jurassic World movies better than this one. Okay. Yeah, um, it, so, what they did do, when they did, uh, the Jurassic, uh, the last Fast and Furious, they mm. released a prologue for this Jurassic World on that, mm-hmm. and, um, it, it was just, like, a thing where, you know, it was, like, a T-Rex fights a Giganotosaurus and all that, like, in the Cretaceous period, mm. so that's, mm. like, a thing, and then, that... It was sort of supposed to be at the start of the film, but they didn't do it in the theatrical cut. So later on, when there's a similar conflict again, there's no through lines or understanding. It's just, oh, look, here's a big scary dinosaur for no reason. So it sort of cut it down a little. 
And um, I don't know if you've seen the scene, but it's from that preview thing, which was out ages ago. I th- like it's one of the best scenes I've seen in Jurassic Park is where the T Rex walks through the drive through theatre. That wasn't yeah. in the theatrical cut because of that. And I was like, that's disappointing. Uh, but um they did bring back a few fan favourite dinosaurs, which I was very happy about. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say which, but yeah. So yeah, I think it was good, but not quite what I wanted. I would have done things a little differently. That's okay. Alright. My heart's not Well, broke. without further ado, <laughs> how will you, how do we think about getting into this episode then? Oh, well, maybe we should do it with a quote that you're going to say. Oh, I that. <laughs> Bleep lob. No. <laughs> Can you read it? It's kind of broke. Oh, no, I don't do voice acting, sorry. I could do but it. But I'll, uh, I'll do my best here. With the roar of a tortured engines and the scream of insane machine spirits, the dread and th- towering nobility of extinction descend upon their enemies. Chaos knights are gigantic and warped abominations of iron, malice and eternal hatred. With earth-shattering strides they annihilate buildings and with colossal treads they grind forces into bloody paste. All the while unleashing annihilating firepower from monstrous weapons of ancient origin. And that's a little excerpt from the Chaos Knight Codex. You see, okay. yeah. I think if you've read that as Kermit, it'd be a bit more menacing. You want to give it a try? I was hoping um, for the Nathan Explosion cut, like, with a roar of tortured engines. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Oh, well, with a roar of tortured engines and a scream of insane machine spirits, <laughs> the dread and towering nobility of extinction descend upon their enemies. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, right beside the lemon chicken, this. if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could do a couple oh. of different voices if you want. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll save that for the Patreon, alright? We'll just. We'll start doing a thing where you read out certain quotes in completely different voices. Patreon. Sure. <laughs> Only Bowen. Uh, Only so Bowen. Only Bowen. Read this as Ray Romano and possibly Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Bowley fans. Oh, fuck. Uh, oh. So, what in God's given name is a Chaos Knight? What in holy terror. Um, so, a Chaos Knight is a renegade Imperial Knight. Um, it's basically this towering, clunky machine of dread and chaos. Um, and they, they just destroy everything in their past, past basically, you know? I know now. So, yeah. You know now. Um... Maybe just clarify quickly what an Imperial Knight is, because we have... Oh! Okay, so so I guess the easiest way to think about it is, um, you know, whereas a Dreadnought is a sarcophagus for a fallen space marine, and he's sort of linked in there, it's his brain that does everything. Yeah. A Chaos Knight is, or like a Knight in general, is more of a mech. So it's like a person inside there piloting it with a team of people. I think there's a team, right? Or is that Titan? Titans are a team, so from from right. a Warhound Titan, you get like three people. 
So, so a, a knight is just a single dude pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. So he's inside there. He's been the, uh, you know, the Armoro Ray, if you will. <laughs> hmm. And uh, yeah, he's just uh, in there piloting it, doing the bleep bloops, giving everybody the dead. And uh, mm-hmm. the chaos version is somebody who's grumpy and does that. <laughs> uh, okay, so they kind of have this thing called the throne mechanicum, which the pilots or the princeps get uh, plugged into. Um, so yeah, they have like a huge amount of jacks in the back of their heads, so they plug that in, and then they lower the whole chair into the night later on. Oh, uh, right, okay. Yeah, so the Chaos Knight version is actually just either either it's um, uh, a heretic that's sitting in there, the traitor, or it's he's been corrupted by Chaos, so he's basically mutated into the chair. Yeah. Oh, right, so he's not like loaded in. By some team of dudes mm. that are chilling out, he's like, yeah, it kind of, it kind of depend, yeah, it will kind of depend a little bit on which <laughs> which type of chaos knight, I guess. Is he like a okay. Keradin? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, basically reference. fused together to the chair, so it's it's uh, like like Pacific cool. Rim, but worse. Well, then way who... worse. Like uh... your body and flesh mu- melds with the metal of the carcass, basically like an obliterator. Well, uh... then, like who who pilots them? Then, like, is it just normal everyday folk, or is it like uh... a space marine or something? What's going on there? So yeah. usually, um, the pilots of them. They're people from noble houses, like night houses, even when they're bad guys. Uh, but, like, even when they're chaos. But they're ones that are, say, they follow Hol- followed Horus when he uh, when he corrupted over, or they've been corrupted by the ruinous powers afterwards. So, like, um, you know, like, the way chaos works is very much like a whisper of an idea turns into a shout eventually. So, like, you know, it doesn't take much to infiltrate a night house going, like, oh, you know, the Imperium is just trying to control you, blah, 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 blah. And then they go, well, we don't want that. And then eventually they turn to chaos and shit gets out of hand. And, yeah, they end up, uh, yeah, they end up joining in. Uh, as Obi mentioned, a pilot of a knight is called a princeps. Um, they can be male or female, doesn't matter. As long as they're of the noble lineage, the gender yeah. is irrelevant. And they're literally, like, old school knights sometimes. Like... Yeah. Knight in shining armor, noble houses, and stuff like that. Just, you know, they pilot big fucking mechs. <laughs> now, I would actually say that there is a secondary pilot in there. Uh, the Machine Spirit. Um, it's kind of like an AI inside the knight that will have its own kind of will and will want to do his own kind of thing. Um but instead of saying it's an AI, because AI are banned in 40k, it's a machine spirit, so... Wait, what? Uh, yeah. Oh, so you don't know yeah. about that, Bo? Why are AI banned? So, so, so in 40k, they had this time where, um, like, the Imperium... Yeah, they, they basically had a Terminator-style uprising happen in the mm. universe. And then when they finally got past that, like, it wiped out most of their technology and shit like that. Yeah. And when they got past that... Uh, when the Emperor and that came into reign, he said, like, none of that shit. Like, no AIs. They're expressly uh, forbidden. So the Imperium do not use any AIs. 
Mm. Um, races like the Tau do, and I think the uh, the new Squats that are coming out, they also have yeah. an AI from that time period. Yeah. But the Imperium, like, they do not look kindly upon that at all because it nearly ruined the entire universe. Yeah. And it's, huh. uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um... It's actually going to make that jerk too. And that's why they have a machine spirit. On a quick side note, I think my Super Nintendo has a machine spirit. Is that one? <laughs> it's like, you know, unless you oil it properly and give it, like, the exact right care, it just doesn't work. Uh-huh. But then when it does, it does. And it's in many battles and can be quite cantankerous. So, uh, that's why you have to blow in the cartridge. <laughs> Dude, we we had to take that thing apart one day, completely unwire the the connector pin where the carts go in. Yeah. Uh, like clean it all with a fiberglass thing to make it all connected again. Resolder it in, and even now it works. And if it's not working, you have to push on the cartridge slightly, make it like, work, and then you're like, you could you could play, you know. So went to like sample. a piece of paper in there. <laughs> it's my Super Nintendo has a machine spirit, and she is a vengeful bitch of a machine spirit. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! But yeah, sorry, I had to. <laughs> oh, so these, these these machine spirits they can actually be so powerful that they will ignore what the the princeps is commanding them to do or piloting them to do. So. Yeah, it can lead to very interesting interactions, I guess, with, between knights and the uh, the pilot. Yeah, and, and uh, it's worth noting too, just on machine spirits, they're not just a knight. Like, nearly any vehicle or whatever in the Imperium, or uh, Chaos stuff as well, has a machine spirit, right? Like, land raiders have been known to occasionally continue battling after all their like, pilots that have died, just on the machine spirit's will alone. So, it's not an AI, but it's an AI. Let's be real. Yeah. If you're being yeah. realistic, it is an AI, but that's that's a whole discussion for another time, I'd say. For sure. For sure. But I just thought I'd familiarize people with it. <laughs> it will come up more when we do, like, Mechanicum and stuff, because they are very much in, invested in... Uh... Yeah, that's good. That's a good Bowen episode. Huh? Yeah. Mechanicum. That's me. I know them. <laughs> I think. Alright, so, um... Yeah, how, how is stuff organised? Like, uh, do they have chapters? Do they have uh, regiments? Like, how do they do it? Uh, there are, like, two major households. There's the Iconoclast and the Infernal Houses. Um, and while the, the Iconoclast Houses, they'll usually give up honour to... To destroy everything in their path anyway. Um, The Infernal Houses, they're powered by the Dark Mechanicum. And they're usually a little bit more corrupted by Chaos. Like, uh, those are probably the guys who are fused together to to their Throne Mechanicum. Or their chairs, their piloting chairs. So so they're the really mutated dudes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, if, if you would be able to choose at least... Take Iconoclast, you may be able to leave your vehicle. <laughs> All right. Yeah. The, there's also a few different houses under these uh, bigger Iconoclast or Infernal houses, and uh, I think we can just name them and and give like their uh, their honor codes. All right, sweet. Let's do one each, right? <laughs> yeah, let's go. All right, yeah. I'll go first. Uh, House Lucaris is. 
Strike first, strike often. Wow. House Herpetrax, we bow to none. Herpeterp. Um, House Chimera, through flames lie the path of victory. House Corvax, extinguish the light of hope. Oh my god. I think that might be House Corvax. <laughs> House Vextrix, duty is eternal. And House Commentus, probably butchered that, but uh, the honorless are our prey. Oh, 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 I like that. The, I think they're really powerful quotes, and they kind of give you a little bit of what what the houses are about. Um, so that's like so what that is sort of being a battle cry too, right? Like they go, "Oh, duty yeah. is eternal." Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, I, I've got a little bit of a fun fact lined up to <laughs> go <laughs> with <laughs> these kind of yeah, fun, fun facts, facts with Obi. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, House Corvax is actually a new house, uh, and they were previously a loyalist house from the planet Colossi. Also named as House Raven, the demon prince Bellicor was whispering into the minds of these colossi sacristans. Those are the guys who take care of the uh, the knights and stuff, kind of. Okay. Yeah, uh, and he kind of manipulated these artisans to to taint tro- the throne mechanicum of these knights, uh, the knights who were left to guard the whole planet, the colossi planet. Um. So when uh, the Bellicor's uh, demon host finally decided to attack, about a, a full third of the defending knights turned on their fellows, all in Bellicor's name. So, <laughs> yeah, before reinforcements could arrive from Bellicor, uh, he spirited the entire planet away into the Imperium Nihilus, and he reshaped the whole world with dark power. So it, they're basically. Corrupted chaos knights now, all because of Bellicor's doing. Dude, uh, that, I think that's... that that is so smart. Like Bellicor, yeah. he's like, "Hey, I want to take this fucking planet." There's a lot yeah. of stompy dudes with big fucking guns on it. How do I do it? So instead of just going there and trying to brute force it, he manipulated them, fall to him, and then took the planet. Like that is badass, man. Yeah. Yeah. So like his he already had allies on the planet, and then he just yanked the whole planet into, into the warp, basically. Have, so, have you yeah. seen Bellacore Bond? Do you know what he looks like? That the demon that came out with those massive wings and the huge horns, the black one that I showed you. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's who we're talking about, man. Bellacore is a demon prince. He's one that doesn't belong to any one chaos god either, yeah. which is super cool. He's his own boss. He sets his own hours. <laughs> he, yeah. he started with two million dollars from his garage. Oh no! Uh, wasn't he the first uh, chaos demon around? I I, like, I don't know if he's the first chaos demon. I think he's the first demon prince. Yeah, that's so it. like yeah. a, above a demon, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and that's that's what I've heard, but I'm not like a a law master. We'd have to ask some dude more qualified. <laughs> We're hey hobbies, James. Hey James, <laughs> is this guy a prince or what? What's going on? <laughs> James Workshop, what's up, bruh? 
Uh, all right. So let's go through some pros and cons last nights. Uh, obviously, the first pro is the uh, big, rad, stompy mechs with like a grim, dark twist, which is almost steampunky, I guess, sort of thing. You know, it's got a gothic thing. It's 40k. Um, but they're not. Like, I say mech, but it's not like an agile towel suit or a Gundam. Like, it's not the same thing. Yeah, they're pretty agile because they have very long steps, but they're not graceful. No, yeah, they're not big, like, like a race clunk, clunk. knight either. Like, yeah, yeah, it's not something that, like, glides across the battlefield and cuts something with a katana and you watch it fall apart. Like, it's not anime, you know? No. It's not one of those <laughs> sorts of mechs. It's a, a mobile weapons platform that's just going to stomp through things. Yeah, you know, leave pools of blood in its wake. So really cool. Uh, they have uh, clean defeat. The uh, they they have guys for that. The sacristans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but how do they clean defeat like mid like mid war? You know, it's like ah, oh, I just stood on this like regiment of people, and now it, you know it's like dog dog shit, and it's like oh, I'm gonna wipe this <laughs> off somewhere. Oh fuck. It won't come off, and I'm just getting more and more people. Oh, fuck, it's it's building up. Oh, I reckon it's just like, I reckon it's just a couple of dudes on each foot whose job is to like just sit on the foot with a gurney and just spray the extra blood off every time, like a pressure watcher. See, I think. Or, like... or imagine, imagine this. Yeah, you know when you step in dog shit and you're trying to wipe it off on the curb, just <laughs> like that. <laughs> That's, that's that's what I'm yeah that's what I'm trying to say but they just keep going more and more because they got to find a curb big enough to like wipe it off and they keep getting more and more pile up. All and I'm picturing like, now is a gi- all I'm now is a gigantic store where knights go for manicures and the little feet in the tubs and scrubbing the bodies off the feet. Oh no! Who knows if if oh. if fucking Silnesh was the owner of said establishment might have a happy ending in in there. <laughs> <laughs> Come here for your night rub, tug, and foot scrub. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez, oh, Rick. <laughs> oh. You want to get this one, though? Um, well, another pro would be that they make... They're, they're a cool project, because, you know, the, the knights themselves are quite big, especially on the tabletop. So it's a lot to paint, and, like, I've seen some people's paintings of these things, and they're ridiculous. Like, have you seen the ones where, like, people paint, like, straight up, like, murals on them? Mm. Yeah, like, dude. They are yeah, insane. Cool. Like, there's... Because you have so much space, you have more options. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, a truly talented artist, like you said, they could do a proper mural. Like, I saw one the other day. They had, you know that sort of famous picture of the Emperor, like the one I have on my phone? Where, he, uh, where he's got That's his claw up like that. My man. <laughs> he is the emperor. Um, but, you know, so I actually, like, painted that onto this night, dude. And I was like, I couldn't paint that on paper, let alone night. Like, good work, bro. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah, people are obviously immensely talented, but it gives you a good chance to practice things through, like, uh, freehanding, like, checkers. And, mm. uh, like, just anything like that. It's really cool. So, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so they also have like a unique gameplay on the tabletop because they're big models, they cost a lot of points to feel them, uh, but they also come with a lot of firepower. 
But um, you know, well, you have to. Yeah, because you have so few models to play with, you're gonna have to plan a little bit what your strategy is like. Don't be like, I'll shoot one guy, one gun in this guy here and hopefully we'll kill it. No, you're gonna have to dedicate a little bit of firepower to make sure that you don't have any threats remaining to. Yeah, so it's sort of like a blast them off the board thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what what I tend to do is take out the threats that that are immediate to you, like you know, big thanks. Uh, take yeah, them like out so- first. Something that's going to imminently take and hold a point if you can shoot them off the board, they can't hold yeah. that point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, another cool thing is, man, they make awesome platforms for dioramas and kit bashes and things like that. Like, because they are so large and scenic, as Bowen pointed out, like, if you make, like, a full environment around one, it's cool, man. Like, you can have them, like, climbing mountains and stomping through oceans and all sorts of crazy shit. Um, Obi's actually kitbash one into this weird, unholy ATAT style <laughs> four legged thing, man. Like, it's <laughs> fucked up, but I love it. You know? Like, have we named it yet? Is its name Fluffy? No. <laughs> no, there's no names for that one yet. We will name it. We will name it. Mark right. my words. <laughs> well, I'll, uh, I'll post some pictures on the Instagram of it. Shortly, yeah, so that you yeah, can that's sick. Check it. They'll out. be on Facebook too. Yeah, for us old people that have Facebook. <laughs> You're old. Shut up, man. Well, what are some of the cons of having a a night or a chaos night then? Uh, like you mentioned before, they are big models, so. There's there's a lot of time investment that you're gonna go go into these, um, and it can be a little bit scary for uh, for newer painters. So if if you're gonna, that's kind of what I decided. Like, because I really wanted to start with knights, but I I decided that I'll 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 take something a more reasonable. Uh, so I started out with necrons instead, and then later jumped on the knights. Yeah, I think even for a veteran of painting, like, I'm not saying I'm high-skilled, but I've been doing it a long time. Even I, like, I've got a night out there, and I'm just like, oh, I don't want to fuck you up. Do you know what I mean? Because it's so expensive, it's such a big job. And once you start it, you know, if you don't just go at it, you're going to run out of steam, it's just going to sit there in a pile. So, yeah, yeah, it can be a lot harder, at least with, like, say, a single Space Marine. You know, okay, cool, he's done to the side, rush him out. But you don't want to rush a $200 model. You know what I mean? No. Like, you just don't. Um, the other thing is, too, man, is they're pretty expensive. Like, um, you do need less of them to form an army. Yeah. Um, and, like, th- that is good because, like, you know, you don't need that many, but it still feels like it, it hurts the wallet when you think of the fact, oh, I want another mm-hmm. unit, $200. Do you know what I mean? Whereas for the normal army, you go, oh, I want a new regiment of, uh, you know, space marines, whatever. It's a hundred bucks, and you get all those models. Mm. You know, so it's like, it, it, it's not more expensive on paper, but, like, it feels it. Because of the high yeah. buy-in point per model. Yeah. Yeah, but, but like, you're comparing a $200 price tag to 400 to 500 points of models. So if, yeah. if you, if you yeah. put in $200 in space marines, might reach 400 maybe depending on the models you pick 
Yeah, so. and that's right. It's not actually more expensive, but it feels so expensive. Yeah. You know, it's because like you're more, you're more likely to have a spare 50 to $100 for a couple of Warhammer models that you paint and it takes you a while than you are to have 200 to spare. Yeah. You know? Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And, and, they use a lot in resources, as in you use a lot more paint on them because they're such large models. <laughs> yeah, I go to like a yeah. pod of non-loyal for two models. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, but as yeah. you just brought up, because they are a lot more expensive, that also means they're a lot more um, expensive to field on a tabletop game. You know, like, exactly. what would you say is the the equivalents so like for one night how many space marines or something would you get oh, if you're taking basic troops like assault intercessors I think you can get about 20 to 25 space marine models for one night for the, for the same amount of points yeah Yeah. see and, and that definitely feels into the fact that you have less maneuverability right mm. so like if I need to hold three points I can send that space marine thing divided by three to mm. go there, or I have one night to try and stand on three points, you know? Yeah, mm. exactly. So so that is a downside, but as Obi said, you've got to leverage that to your ability. You know, you've got to shoot the people off that are even thinking about going to that point, then go cap it. Yeah, or, or try and combine, like, make sure that you're shooting your guns at the things that can kill you, and charge up to models that are in range of you. So you're always doing, like, you know, uh, always be charging your ABCs. <laughs> so, so uh, would you say it's a very aggressive style of play with the knife? Yeah, you have like to. Like, you have to. Okay. Yeah. Commit. You have because to. Because if, if it. Exactly. If you don't and you're backing up too much. They'll be shooting your knight, and it will be going on low power, and you won't be as effective fighting back. So you have right. to... That first initial strike of taking out big important targets is very important for you. And, and you gotta hope the dice gods are on your side too, right? Yep. <laughs> I think I watched you and Bixer play a game of knights vs. knights. <laughs> oh. and, and poor Bix, man, like, the dice just did not like in no. the day. They no. loved you for a change. They Bixer got fucking wrecked by the dice support dude. Like yeah. tactically he did nothing wrong. His no, rolls he... were just not good, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like I, I just picked apart two third of his army in one phase. It yep. was brutal. But then again, we played again after and then he did the same to me. So that's kind of the nature of the game, you know. It kind yeah, of depends sure. who goes first. Uh, sure. Or who has the bigger guns and the more successful rolls. Do, so. do you guys roll for that? Like, to figure out who goes first? Yeah, you do. Yeah, so, like, whoever rolls highest gets it, yeah? Yeah. And, okay, and yeah, that's, that's how we were playing anyway. So. Yeah, technically I would be have gone first the second time as well, but then we kind of homebrewed it to, like, switch it up. So I do one model, he does one model. And oh, that okay. kind of... That kind of fucked me up because I would have committed every single gun I had to killing his biggest gun. So yeah, <laughs> it, it ruined your Swedish shenanigans. 
Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's that's how you have to play because one of his models could shoot technically two of my models and kill them dead. So. Yeah. Now, Bone, I think this last one is a brilliant one for you because you know this very well. Yeah, expensive, and you get an addiction to crack. The plastic kind of crack. <laughs> just just a crippling crack addiction to plastic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like you can't plastic get crack. one. Like I have four thousand points of knights now. That's almost as much necrons. So <laughs> Oh fucking hell. You know what, Bone? I'm gonna get you a knight sometime. I mean <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Christmas like here we come. Big, big thing, but it's like oh, okay, cool. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a knight, and it's just gonna say Merry Christmas written on the front with a sharpie. On the <laughs> knight or the box? On the box. Okay, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'm not mm-hmm. building it for you. You gotta do that yourself. <laughs> I wasn't asking for you to build uh, it. <laughs> All right. Um, I think this is your field here, Abby. Uh, yeah, the model ranges. I I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about those since. They came out with new kits, and, well, new kits, one got an upgrade sprue, which is very good for the Chaos Knights, because it means you'll be able to build a few different variations. The Chaos Knight specific box is for the Questorus Knight, which is the bigger knight. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you can build three different models with it. Is the first you know the one... tentacly looking arm that just came out recently? Yeah, tentacle arm... Yeah. A Volkite gun and a um, a tail. They also has a tail, which I'm very excited for. Because prior there wasn't much that made it look like a Chaos Knight. Uh, yeah, it did. You you had this. It's this box that got one upgrade sprue, and previously uh, you could build a Rampager and a Desecrator. Uh, okay. The Rampager is basically just a melee guy, so he has a claw and a chainsword. So no shooting, just besides the little stubber that he had on the, the shoulder gun. Yeah. Uh, the Desecrator, that one was armed with a super laser destructor. Um, and previous edition, like the previous Goldex, it was a really bad gun, so nobody ever took it. Uh, but now it's actually relatively decent, and if you take the Relic one, uh, it should definitely kill something you're going to shoot at. So oh. if you're taking a desecrator, take the relic, relic daemon ass gun. I I would love to see what happened if somebody fielded a, uh, some uh, what are they called the Tau rail guns against some knights. Like, Honestly, I'd love to see who wins that shootout. Um, I think the Tau definitely would because they ignore invulnerable saves and ah. knights have nothing to deal with that. Sadly. Damn. Uh, Besides the new Abominant, he has a uh, a way to like give himself a five up feel no pain, which be you have saves which are either your armor save if you have AP that goes uh, like AP minus two minus three, you'll go to your invulnerable save, uh, which you only have in shooting, so that's a five up. Uh, if you ignore that invulnerable save, you won't have that. If you have a feel no pain save, that means that um, after you've been dealt damage, like oh that gun gave me six damage, 
Then you roll six dice, and if you have a five up, you will not be taking one of those damages then. So okay, uh, it it's kind of mitigating a little bit, but uh, the abomination is yeah, it's not enough, not for the amount of damage that a royal gun can dish out. Oh um, well, now we've answered that one on the podcast, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The abomination is pretty cool. It's got a a, a very very good, a few good uh, what's it called options to to make itself really tanky. So it should be able to do something in the end. Sweet. So that was oh. the first of the new boxes. Uh, we've also got now a new box for armagers, or in our case, the war dogs. Okay, um, so they're like the smaller dudes, right? Like you yeah, big knights, and then the smaller ones are the armagers. Yeah, correct. Yeah, they're about a little bit taller than a dreadnought. Uh, yeah, they're sort of like your chicken walker size bone. You know, your mechanicus walker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're sort of like that size. Me, and they have this really Strider. funny little angry eyebrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like your iron strider, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this this new box will build you three different variants: the Stalker, which will be armed with an Avenger chain cannon, and the Slaughter Claw. Uh, and you can swap those out for a Daemon Breath Spear or a Meltagun and a Chain Talon, which is a chain sword. Uh, the next option is a Carnivore, which is a straight up melee variant, so you have both the claw and the chain sword. And in-game it will give you a little bit more movement as well, so you can hopefully make it into melee range before you die. Hopefully. You, the you last... Know what, yeah. Okay, so you know what I love about all those names? They all sound like death metal bands. <laughs> Demon <laughs> Breath. Like, you know, <laughs> Chain Cannon. Slaughter Claw. Like, they all just sound like great death metal bands, and I want to hear them. <laughs> Come on. Oh, oh, shit. So the <laughs> final of the variants you can build from this box is the Brigand. So that one has uh, the Chain Cannon and the Melter Gun, the Demon Breath Spear. So I okay. I, I think I, I would suggest like take at least like two of those, the, the last ones, to have in your home objectives. So you can just shoot across anything that will come to you, and then you just send out the rest and punish your enemies as much as you can. And ultimately, if you don't speak knight and none of this is making sense, you don't know what to buy, message Obi. Yeah. Be like, bro, what I buy? And Obi will talk with you for fucking ages about what to buy. <laughs> he just loves it. Alright. It, it <laughs> it's probably my favourite faction of them all, and yeah. Um, yeah. On um, the good side, though, you, you also have access to the Imperium boxes, uh, which... Which will, uh, yeah, it it opens up a lot of options for the Questorus Knights. Um, so you can basically take the Imperial Knights, right, and just like make them chaosy, yeah? Yeah, just add spikes, you're done. Add spikes, cool. <laughs> exactly. Take so, your Chaos Knight to Hot Topic. Or your Imperial Knight to Hot Topic. You can take down the on it. <laughs> Maybe buy yeah. some fucking black eyeliner. A black nail Not a phase, mom. I'm a real <laughs> chaos knight. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, so that's, that's quite good. Uh, so you have 
you have the Canis Rex box. Uh, definitely a good buy if you want some of the different weapon variants. Uh, it, it comes with all the options that Chaos Knights have besides than the the specific Chaos Knight box. Um, uh, the also the newly repackaged uh, armatures. You can use those in in Chaos Knights as well. Uh, but uh, I I'd say why not just buy the Chaos Knight variants box anyway because it's basically nearly the same. The Hell variant is the only variant you don't have in that that box. So yeah. And and just to clarify, we specifically held off making this episode for a while because we knew there was new releases coming. Like we yeah, were like, nah, exactly. not doing it yet. Not doing it until the new Codex drops or whatever. Yeah, like, it's, it's, yeah. There were so much releases being announced, and they were rearranging boxes. Like uh, for Imperium side, especially, they reboxed the armatures, so you now get the Hellfarons, which are the auto cannon shooting guys, and the Warglaive, which is the Melta and the Chainglaive, and for the Castellan and the Valiant, which is the Dominus class. Which Chaos does not have a variant for, but you can just take the Imperium one and convert it, I guess. Retro, uh, do you think Chaos Knights have black toenail polish? I think because they're covered in so much blood from stepping on things too much, they actually have like pretty pink toenails. <laughs> but you know they just disguise it with like the blood of the enemies. You know what a Chaos Knight is? You know the episode of Metalocalypse where Toki decides he hates children? Because he's always the one the children like and he comes out like all fucking blackmail up with the spikes and he's like, I'm a demon! Mm-hmm. He's got the flamethrower and shit. <laughs> That's what happens when you get a Chaos Knight. Oh. Yeah? No? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yes. I never. I haven't seen Metalocalypse. You're <laughs> pretty fucking watch. <laughs> Bro, we recruited you for a podcast and you haven't seen Metal Horse. Why didn't you tell us that? <laughs> I thought you're, fucking, you're a fucking asshole. Is this why you never know what I'm talking about when I tell you you sound like Squish Girl? Yeah. <laughs> you know, to me, it sounds like a uh, position has just become vacant. So send your tweets <laughs> to knights at, uh, at gmail.com. That's alright. That's alright. Don't, don't, don't get I too will, I will see this as an absolute funny if we receive one resume. <laughs> but what if, just... they're, what if they're taking your job, Bowen? Oh, no. Oh, man. Or even oh, worse, no. mine. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Are any of us safe? Why don't we just leave it up to a dice roll? <laughs> one to three, you leave. <laughs> Bowen, what ends you most cans the least? Squishel, do you write these questions? Ah, uh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Alright, anyway. Um, have we got some tips for Knights players and collectors, guys? Yes. yes. Um, uh, we do, Blake. <laughs> um, so, with those bigger models, especially because they have so many different pieces that you can interchange, maybe it would be a good idea to magnetize them. Yeah. I'm not yeah, too familiar with uh, magnetizing models because I haven't, I haven't personally done it yet, but it seems like something you'd want to do on any 
sort of bigger model, honestly. Like, I was thinking about magnetizing my little uh, Chaos uh, Blood Throne. Mm. But oh, yeah. just didn't have the materials at the time, so... Um, but for something like a, especially considering a Chaos Knight is so expensive, you, you want to get the most out of it, so you may as well magnetize it and paint literally everything. Mm. That's, that's sound advice, man. Exactly, that's, that's are yours, totally what I Yours did, are so. magnetized, aren't they, Abby? Yeah? Yeah, no, like, like I painted all the model, all the weapons that comes with the boxes, so I, uh, I have the weapons sticking on the top of my cabinet and just the models are spread out in the cabinet, so... Yeah. Because right. you know, there there's different playstyles to playing knights now, they got a lot of flavor. So if one playstyle isn't working out for you, you can just swap the weapons and there's no biggie. If you glued it, you're kinda stuck with the balls you have. Is so. there a taco flavored Because that's the flavor of night I wanna play. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I can see the visible anguish on Bowen's face for that joke. Why? Like, why? Why? why are you like this? Why? What, what? Taco? Why? Why does that matter? Why are you tasting models? It's a $200 model, man. Come on. You don't lick your models before you play it? Like, oh. No, I only lick my Switch cartridges, idiot. Oh my god. Aren't they, they just taste so good. So earthy. Uh, is that if you put your tongue on the negative and the positive, you kind of get like a little power surge from the battery? <laughs> have you never have you never licked a Switch cartridge, Obi? No. Okay, so Nintendo Switch cartridges are specifically coated with a chemical that is designed to taste horrible. Because so people kids don't are putting them. them in their mouths. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm not joking. So guess what I did the moment I got a Switch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the also... first thing the first thing Bowen says when he talks to me is like, Oh, how are you enjoying your switch? And he goes like, Did you lick a cartridge? I'm like, you know it did. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I didn't know that. Okay, try it over. Uh, I don't have a switch, okay. <laughs> um I was gonna okay, say go to the well. shop, see if ask if you can look at a game, just lick it and give it back to them and leave. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. I was going to say as well, isn't it also a weird thing to think about that even though we as humans don't lick everything, your brain like subconsciously knows what something's going to feel like if you licked it without actually licking it? Isn't that That is brain? weird. You know, like if you were to lick that little like uh, foam bit in your microphone thing there. like, and, like Yeah, your, your brain has the understanding of what that would probably feel like. Yeah, but you haven't licked it. I mean, I don't know, maybe you have, I don't know. But <laughs> but it's just kind of weird. Don't you put oh, it Dude, come on. Oh Why? God. That, that was a little nice. Ugh. Phone don't feel good. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> For those, well, uh, oh, shit. Anyway. For context, he just licked it like a fucking barbarian. <laughs> like a whore. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa, don't sh- don't slut shame me on air. That's <laughs> freaking okay. man whore. Just because you're not ballsy enough to lick your soundproofing around your microphone doesn't mean I'm not, okay? I'm a brave man. Going places <laughs> no tongue has gone before. <laughs> uh, before we give Blake shit, just remember, Obi, you put all your paintbrushes in your mouth to get a point. So, no, we don't. I've watched you do that with or without the paint on it. 
Uh, well, is that a dumb question? Next question. It's clearly with the paint. You seem like a person the real, who would do a depth. The real question paint. is, what is the best tasting wash from Jane's Workshop? <laughs> I reckon it's the purple one. I guarantee you it's great flavoured. Anyway. Ugh. Yeah, let's go to the next point before this gets really weird <laughs> and people think I'm a massive addict. <laughs> You're not going to tell uh, them about the lines of sprue dust you do after a model? Shut up. Or injecting pure melted green stuff into your veins. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, if we want to go big just... on buying the models, uh, or, you know, getting the big models, because, you know, you're buying knights. You want the big guys, right? Buy a Canis Rex box, uh, because you'll get all the weapon options. Buy one of the new Abominant boxes, because you'll get all of those options. And uh, what you do after is just add to taste. Personally, I, li- I like to run three big knights, so what I did is buy two of the Chaos Rigs boxes. So I can dual wield. That's the thing that you can do with Chaos Knights. You can dual wield like the chain Gatling cannons, and that looks just so imposing. It's so can you cool. not do that with Imperial Knights? No, because then you can only pick one chain cannon and like a melter gun. You can't dual wield the same weapon for Imperial Knights. So what you're saying is that Imperial Knights. A Halo One and Chaos Knights. I, uh, <laughs> I do not know that reference, but yes. <laughs> you just have to take my word on it, then, won't you? Yeah. Oh fuck. So oh, what, what? What you do after buying those initial two boxes is just add whatever you want. Uh, War Dogs. Like you said, if you add the Magma Studium, you can make whatever model you want. So. Uh, but I think yeah. those two big boxes are kind of essential to getting you started, at least, and then just add war dogs or more big knights. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. Go. 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 Now's your moment. Go. Run. Uh, 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 I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. You're scaring me. Oh fuck. Um. <laughs> Having an airbrush on hand uh, can be quite valuable as well for bigger models, as it saves you brushing massive areas with a paintbrush. You know, like a, yeah. a, an airbrush can cover quite a lot of area. Um, and I mean, you can also use it as well to, like, get the recesses. Like, you know, what you could do, for example, right, is you could paint, like, the recesses in, like, a brown or a black very lightly so then when you paint over it the color is going to be that little bit darker to uh simulate shadows a lot better yeah, as well yeah like you can work up a lot of depth that way yeah like paint brushing uh paint brushing fuck airbrushing <laughs> i feel as if is especially good for big models like knights but i mean if you practice enough like you could use airbrushing on practically anything but, again, mm. in this context, using an airbrush is a big time saver. Mm. Yeah, airbrushes are super sick for stuff like uh, OSL as well, like object source lighting. Like, if you can say, like I did in my Dreadnought, I nailed that plasma effect around the coils, and I was like, how do I really sell this? So I took, like, the ice blue I was using, and just did, like, the faintest spray towards the body of the model, and it just looked like a natural ambient mm. glow from the plasma you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was so easy. I couldn't have done that with a brush. I just don't have those skills, you know? 
So yeah. that sort of stuff is great. You can also get the shit. Um, it's like called Liquid Math. Uh, mine's by Vallejo, and I haven't tried it yet. I know Obi's playing with it a bit, but when mm. I do my night, what do I want to do? Because I'm thinking about doing the Jurassic Park calls, like I did the Dreadnought, right? And what I'm going to do, I think, is do the panel colors, get those all nailed, because you know it's the yellow to green, and then with the red on top. And then I'm going to mm. use this liquid mask to do all of my edges in gold. So I don't have to fuck around painting it all by hand. And then I can just yeah. edge, highlight, wash all that stuff by hand. Mm. Um, so, yeah. We'll see how that all goes. But that's what I'm thinking I'm going to try and do. Like, yeah. yeah. Obi, how do you feel about painting gold trimming by hand? <laughs> Actually, on this, the Lancer, because, you know... I was a big dum-dum, and I did, uh, you know, batch painting, big Questorus night. Great idea, guys. Like, really, it's it's so much fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. As- painting gold for two weeks is, uh, is it's, it's, it's doing things to your psyche. So. <laughs> Something random that I just thought about, right? When it comes to doing, like, gold trimming and stuff like that, right? Could you use, like, you know that gold, like, pl- not, not plastic, but it's like that peelable gold stuff? Like, gold leaf? Yeah. Gold leaf. Could you yeah, hypothetically... Could. It'd be could... very expensive. It'd be pretty I, I think you can gold leaf yeah. nearly anything. Yeah. But I think that, um, I think the issue is, as good as that would look, knowing that it's real gold... I think that because mm. of the scale difference and the simulated shadows and stuff like that we use on models, yeah. I think that it would actually look too real and it would look fake because of it. Sort of like an Uncanny Valley sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, if that makes okay. sense. Yeah. It's yeah. like, um, okay, so you know how you get a Warhammer base and um, you put sand on it, but then because it's mm. so big, it looks like little boulders... And if you don't paint it, it looks even faker, even though it's real. Yeah. I think it'd be like that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like using real rocks on bases as well. Yeah. If it's not painted to a, to look like a scale of of the miniature, it's it's gonna look off a little bit. But I do. That's actually a pretty cool idea. I think using gold leaf. You know what would actually be fucking sick, Obi? Expanding on Bond's idea. You know how you have your sort of like darts of white throughout your marble effect. Imagine yeah. if that was gold leaf. It looks all like gold lightning shooting throughout yeah. the green. That's a yeah. cool idea, Bowen. Thanks. That's cool, man. I like it. I, I think as a as a sparing accent on a paint job like that, it could look really cool. Yeah, definitely. Or if you did do like a a mural of the emperor, right? You know, he often has the halo behind his head, like the Jeebus. If you did that yeah, with the gold yeah. leaf. That would just look super auric and stuff like that. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, that's cool. That's a good idea. If you're going to play a lot of tabletop, since it's you're going to have to plan a really good amount and, you know, pick your targets really good, you're going to have to suffer a few defeats before you get into it and know your army. So, uh... But on the other hand, when you actually do get that victory, it feels so sweet, man. It's uh, because you've ha- you had to struggle your way through to because the this codex isn't overpowered compared to the other codexes you're gonna 
you're gonna feel very accomplished when you win with them. Is this the Dark Souls effect? Like, Fuck it's you! Very hard to get past the. What were you about to say? That I was about to make the exact same fucking joke, you prick. Okay, okay. Well, you tell us, Bob. You give us. Nah, the joke. you've already, you've already, you've already ruined it. it winning your first game with it's a fun. nine is the Dark Souls of tabletop Warhammer. Yeah. There you go. Boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. What I was gonna say, yeah, it, it is that endorphin thing, though, right? Like when you finally mm-hmm. beat whatever has been stopping you in your hobby or in the game, you just you feel great about it, you know? Yeah. So. We gotta stop thinking the same thoughts while it's getting hectic. <laughs> um, just to stop score piss me. Stop score piss me. Um, hobby wise though, um, a good tip that Obi passed on to me is um, don't glue your armor plates on until you've painted the frame first. Um, you know, do your lead belcher and your copper accents and all that stuff that you're gonna do. Um, couple of, bit of null oil, some necron compound, whatever you want to do, right? Um, and and if you get lost in that recipe, ask Obi. He's a veteran of the ship. But you want to have your, you know, your plates of armor off to the side so you can paint them really handle them. Usually, like say mm-hmm. blue tack to a base for them or something, so you can sort of hold them. If you please. Um, okay. Yeah, that's the best way for sure. It's like a Gundam. You know, if you're doing mm. a custom paint job on a Gundam, it's easy to get an RG because that has an inner frame that you can paint as one thing and then do all your armor plates. So, yeah, same thing. Uh, but this last one here is probably a good one for you. Obviously, it can be said. Uh, do not try to use this as a quote aphrodisiac. Do not try to insert it into any orifices you may have they are spiky they will hurt very much yeah, they, they, they will ruin your 8 bits if you know what I'm saying yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> look like a hand grenade went off in a deli <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah that, yeah I think that's a, a a bit pretty much it for the nights. yeah uh, if anyone yeah, wants to, I... if anyone wants to hurt, hear Obi talk about his Knight's Law, demand Mark Sakura have him on his podcast again, Warhammer Listener War, because yep. you know you got you to be the change you want to see in the community, and that is giving Mark shit until Obi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh exactly. fuck! Now Pescarim, so I, I'll be on another podcast. Before we wrap yeah. the show up, Bowen has a story for us. About his lunch adventures at work. What? Bon, oh. please tell us your story about your uh, your cup ramen or cup pasta. So I'm at work. I bought some cup ramen to have a delectable luncheon. As um, <laughs> delightfully like delicious, more uh, like you'd like to have on your lunch break. Um, I go into our little kitchen we have, and I see no kettle. And I see no source of boiling water, except for one source for the boiling water. And that is the espresso machine. It has a built-in um, boiling water tap. So I'm in the kitchen as people are coming and going, looking at me look like a fucking idiot, as I'm trying to fill up my little noodle cup 
on an espresso machine filled with boiling water, getting coffee in my noodles as well, which is fun. Um, to which I find out that we actually do have a... We have one of those cool taps where it's got, like, the, like, super cold and then also boiling hot at the same time. Um, and then I tried using that and it didn't work. So then I went back to using the espresso machine again, uh, to which uh, a worker walked in and he was like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm just trying to, trying to get some hot water. I have to use the espresso machine. He looked very disappointed in me. He's like, oh, there's a safety switch. You just got to hit the safety switch. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Well, I don't look like a right goober. It's just one of those things. I don't know if you've ever seen them open, but they're very common in offices over here. It's like a tap with two little switch, like two little uh, levers at the top, and there's a button on yeah. the front. And all you gotta do to get hot water is push the hot lever down and press the safety button. That's it, and that's how you get it. <laughs> but where was she? Oh, okay. She's the espresso machine. Yep. <gasps> and the funniest thing is, I was actually working around an office for the last few days, um, just with my job. And every time I walked into the vending machine to grab some food or put some hot water in my cup ramen, I looked at the tap and just threw my head back and chuckled a couple of times. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. It was good. It was good. You, you gave me the happy chemicals this week, Bob. It was very funny. Oh, I'm glad you did. I had to have coffee ramen this week. <laughs> coffee <laughs> ramen. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so how many goblins so, uh, out of ten would you give coffee ramen? Two. Two? <laughs> Two, it's all bad. It's not bad. <laughs> because the coffee was mixing with, like, the soy and, like, the chili flakes. Oh, and it wasn't no. good. Oh. Well, I, I can yeah. say, I, I give microphone foam one goblin out of ten. Would not eat again. Then don't do it. Why did you even look in the first place? I don't know. I felt like it was for science and what the are podcast. Fucking... <laughs> what are you, a fucking window licker or something? <laughs> what if I am? How do you think I keep my windows so glistening clean? Oh. <laughs> anyway. Hey, a golden tip. You can also heat water in a microwave. Oh my god, Obi, you're a genius. Yeah, but I'd look even more like an idiot because I have to use the tab to <laughs> fucking put a cup of water and use to fill a cup no. of water, which is right <laughs> next to the tab, which has boiling fucking water. Okay, hear me out, Bowen. Why didn't you put just normal hot water out of the tap in there, right? <laughs> And then microwave not, the phone cup. It's because the the tap normal tap water is not that hot. It's like a lukewarm at most. <laughs> Just microwave it, man. In my experience, any culinary thing can be fixed with enough microwave. You know, I've I've already made such mm-hmm. a fool out of myself. I think I should just commit to it and just keep using the espresso machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck you guys. I like coffee noodles. <laughs> I like the taste. Mm. It's fun. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Well, yeah, that's awesome. Another another lovely episode. Um, Now, guys, if you like hanging out with us, you can come and join us on Discord. We have a Discord. It's nice to the hobby table. It's free to join. Um, We also have uh, Instagram. OB sorts out predominantly. We have a Facebook. Uh, Yeah, they're all on our link tree. Um, We also have... An email, which I can't remember. We'll see you, Marble. Knights of the Hobby Table at gmail.com, but it's Knights O T H T. 
Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. And we check that once every five years, so that's cool. Um, we also have Patreon, so if you like hearing us ramble and talk shit, and you just want to help you, 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 know, you want to toss a coin to your podcasters, jump on there and uh, throw us a dollar or two, because if you've laughed, you owe us a dollar. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, with that story, we're going to make a lot of dollars then. Many dollar we do. <laughs> You boys got anything else before we fuck off? Um, pee pee poo fart pants. Uh-huh, Thanks for listening. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bleep bloop noises, but in chaos. Well then, until next time, guys. Crank that amp. You slay that grey motherfucker. We are the nice of the hobby table. Thank you. Nice, 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 nice,